Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a Q&A episode and I have three questions I'm going to go over. Uh, before I dive into them, though, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you could leave a rating and review. Um, I've been looking Spotify ones have been going up. Apple, not so much. So if you do listen on Apple, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, again, if this has been helpful to you in any way, uh, that would be appreciated. So then other people can see that it is useful and, and helpful as well. So again, greatly appreciate it. Uh, and I appreciate everybody that, that listens either way. Next, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, jeffh91 underscore. Uh, that's where I'm most active, put out my most content on Instagram. Uh, then I have my email list. I send out about four emails per week. Uh, if you don't, if you're not on social media, but you want to stay like up to date with my uh, content, that would be where you could do that at. Uh, the link for that is in the show notes. Um, and then lastly, I have my one-on-one online coaching service. And with that, I hope you build some muscle, lose some body fat so you can look better in your swimsuit. You know, you just want to look better. But obviously we do that in a way that uh, we put your overall health first because a healthy body is a responsive body. And so if you just need to get on maybe a more personalized training program, or you've never had a coach and you need to maybe dial some things in, or whether that be nutrition or training. And another way that can be really helpful too, is if like you're, you've been training for a little while, but you kind of keep having these things that from, you know, in your lifestyle that that are holding you back and you're not aware of those things. That's another big thing that um, I do with my online coaching is we, we figure those out so you can see the results that you deserve. So if you're interested in that, the link for that is in the show notes as well. Um, and you can, with that, fill out the application. And again, you're not obligated to anything. We just hop on the phone, see if you'd be a good fit, see what your goals are, see how we can get you there. And then we go from there. So with that out of the way, let's dive into the question. So the first one I have is, should you prioritize weight loss or muscle gain when you were trying to body recomp. So there's a lot of different ways we can go about this. So first, I'm going to just start out by saying you get to decide, you know, kind of the body recomp route that you want to go. And saying that there's kind of two ways that I see body recomp. We have one where that you'll see like in the literature and like what most people are talking about is where you see the simultaneous like uh fat loss and muscle gain at the same time. Okay. So that's, that's one way of saying body recomp to me. Another way the body recomp is, is also over time, you lose body fat, you build muscle, you improve your body composition, you know, body recomposition, right? So we'll go at this with, so either way with either of those, you do get to decide. Now let's say you're going to go the route of you want to do, so there's specific times when you can lose body fat and build muscle at the same time. Okay. So what are these conditions? So you're somebody that uh, is new to training. Okay. You haven't trained. Um, you're coming off a long layoff from training. You're, you know, whether that be an injury or whatever it may be, you're at higher body fat levels and, um, you're like, just either you're like your methods are suboptimal for the goal of building muscle. Right. And so what I mean by that is, you know, maybe you, do like a lot of extra cardio. You don't really wait. You don't really train, um, in a way that's conducive to adding muscle. Um, 
maybe your sleep's off, you go low protein. Like these are all things where your methods are probably the things that are holding you back. And it's not necessarily like, I mean, or even like technique, execution, workout quality. Like these are all things that could be off. And it's like, you've been training for a couple of years, but you still are able to body recomp because those things have been off. Right. So again, we're taking this from a standpoint of losing body fat and building muscle at the same time. So if you're in that position, you know, you're somebody there and you're just kind of trying to figure out, you know, where should I start? Should I focus on building muscle first? Should I focus on losing body fat first? And again, if you fall in any of those categories in this situation, okay. So if you go, we have a few different ways you can recomp, right? So you stay at your maintenance, you're going to build some muscle, but you're not like going to uh, have to like gain body fat to build muscle. Okay. That's another way to body recomp, right? You're not necessarily like, you're not, you're basically, you're building muscle outside of a calorie surplus. Then you have the option of you can do, uh, you can do a, a deficit, right? And um, you lose body fat and build muscle at the same time. Now, the third option is you go into a large deficit and that's where you're going to start to not really see uh, muscle growth, right? The larger the calorie deficit is, the larger or the less likely it is that you're going to build muscle, even if you are somebody that is relatively untrained, things like that, right? So the further that you go into a calorie deficit, the larger calorie deficit. And a lot of people are like, well, what is a large calorie deficit? And again, that just means that you're losing weight at a pretty quick rate there, right? Um, when you're in that position, you know, you're losing weight pretty quickly. You're probably not adding a lot of muscle. Again, if you're very new to training, um, and whatnot, like you're probably still going to see a little bit of muscle growth, but it is going to start to impact the amount of muscle that you can build. Okay. Um, with the larger, the calorie deficit is, and also realize too, that the longer you've trained, um, even if your methods are slightly suboptimal and whatnot, the larger your calorie deficit is, the, the more it is going to hurt muscle growth, right? So you could also be somebody that theoretically has been training for two years. Maybe your methods haven't been great. Um, so you improve those, but if you're in a deficit, the larger that is, the less muscle you're going to build if you're that person. Okay. Now, if you're, if you're lean, you've been training for years, um, your methods are pretty solid. Maybe they're not amazing. They can still improve, but they're pretty solid. You're, not going to be likely to like body recomp where you get that simultaneous fat loss and muscle gain at the same time. So to kind of answer this question, what I would say is if you, you know, what should you prioritize? I think most people should go in the route of when they're getting started. Again, it's going to depend on how lean you are, but you should probably, no matter what, you should lift weights, okay? Because you're going to be able to build muscle. So you don't have to necessarily be like, should I build muscle first or should I lose body fat first? So in that situation, if you're somebody that's in this kind of no man's land of like, you know, again, we'll take a couple different examples here. Say first, let's start with Avatar 1. You're somebody that's in that kind of no man's land of you're not super overweight, but um, you, you know, you're kind of quote, quote unquote, like more skinny fat, right? It's like, you don't have a lot of weight to lose, but you just aren't very, you don't have very much muscle. In this situation, what I would do is I would put you in a small calorie deficit. Okay. So you're, you know, trying to lose maybe like 0.5% of your body weight per week, maybe a little bit less, get you on a good muscle building training program, um, getting you to build muscle, get your protein and take up, um, improve your sleep, stress, uh, you know, overall diet quality, things like that, get you in a small deficit and get you lifting weights and you'll see a body recomp, right? Like you'll start to see your measurements change, you know, weight might not trend down a ton, but it is going to probably go down a little bit. Measurements will change. Progress pictures will look better. Your training performance will improve. And then, you know, you run that for, for a little while and then eventually you'll have to kind of decide if you want to go to more fat loss or um, now start to, you know, really focus on 
building or, or fat loss, right? After you do that for a while. Now, say you're somebody else who's overweight. Again, in this situation, I'm going to put you in probably a little bit of a larger calorie deficit, but we're still going to lift weights and you'll see body recomposition. You'll lose some body fat and you'll build muscle in that process because you have that that larger amounts of, of body fat, right? Uh, that is basically an energy reserve. So it's like you get to use, your body will use that um, energy. Uh, so, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to be in a maintenance or surplus to build muscle if you're overweight. But again, the, the big thing here is you don't, when you're in these positions, you should always have a goal of at the very least maintaining muscle. So you should lift weights, right? I think too many people think, oh, I'll, I'll lose weight first and then I'll build muscle. Like, no, you need to do it in cut in conjunction. You need to do them at the same time. Don't choose either or, um, because you need to at the very least maintain your muscle as you see your weight trend down. But in like these situations that I just talked about, you can build muscle as well too. So, uh, again, training, training history is going to be a big factor here. So, uh, but if you're somebody that's like kind of quote unquote skinny fat and you've been training for two plus years and it's like, well, so I, you still probably, there's some, something with your methods that are off. And so you could still kind of be in that position. Right. Um, but if you've been training for a couple of years and you're, uh, overweight, like you still could see some body recap because you're going to be, you know, uh, like I said, you have, you have the extra energy reserve there. So that's kind of how it would go about it. I think no matter what, um, because again, if you're lean, like if you're already lean, you're not going to be able to body recomp. So if you're in any situation, like again, it's either a small deficit. So you should focus on weight loss uh, with a small deficit, lift weights. If you're overweight, you can go a little bit of a larger deficit and uh, weight train um, and you'll body recomp. And then obviously, you know, again, for that second example where I said, Hey, there's two types of body recomp. You have the simultaneous fat loss and muscle gain at the same time. And then you just have body recomp over time where over time you lose body fat and build muscle. And with that, that's where you start to enter in, you know, these phases of fat loss, um, then building phases, um, and, and whatnot. And then again, over time you see uh, a body recomp, right? Because you're losing body fat over time, building muscle over time. It's just not necessarily simultaneous. Um, so yeah, so hopefully that, that, that helped, that made sense and answered your guys' questions there on that one. So my next one is what do you think about, uh, program five, three, one and how, how, and what do you think of one rep max slash how much to do it? So kind of a few things to unpack here. So five, three runs, basically just a, a training program. Um, it's based on strength. Okay. So I think it's a fine program. If like max strength is your goal, right? You're like trying to get strong in like the one to five rep range. You just want to lift heavy. Now for most of my, for pretty much all my clients, like their main goal is to look better. Um, obviously they want to get stronger and you will get, and we'll tie this in and you will get stronger. But really what that comes down to for these clients is again, just go back to the body recomp. It's kind of a body recomp where over time they lose body fat and build muscle and have more muscle, right? They have less body fat, more muscle. That's ultimately what my clients want. And so for that goal of adding muscle and whatnot, I think 531 is too low of a volume. It's too low volume. And um, it's more, again, it's just max strength where like that will be okay for building muscle for a little bit of time, but you're really going to limit how much muscle you can build on that because the training volume is just too low. And again, it's main goal is to build max maximum strength, right? Like it's trying to bring up your like one RMs, things like that. And in order to do that, in order to bring up like your one RMs and like lift heavy in the one to five rep range and bring up your strength in that is you need to have your training fatigue, like your overall fatigue be low 
Um, so you can perform and, and do that. Right. And it's skill-based as well too. So you do have to do some skill work to get better at those one rep maxes. But again, like anything under five reps is typically not going to be great for um, building muscle. And that's what a lot of the training is going to be. So it's more of like a strength type program. Um, and it's, it's solid if you want to like, again, if you like powerlifting or you just want to get on a, again, you're just, your main goal is to like, just have bigger numbers on like squat bench and deadlift, which is fine. But I just think that that's more of an ego thing and it doesn't really translate to anything other than you saying that you can do that. Um, but again, if that's your goal, then by all means, you should go ahead and do that. It's just from a body cop standpoint, it's just not going to be the most, uh, it's just not going to be the best program there for that. And again, it may work for some people, but uh, it's one of those programs that I would say more likely than not is not going to be great for um, building muscle. Um but it does give you some structure, right? And everything like that. So again, to go back to that, like the main thing with these strength programs that bring up like one rep maxes and stuff like that is, uh, again, you have to be in this kind of low fatigue state um, to be able to perform, right? That's why like when people do powerlifting competitions, the week or two before they're doing really low training volume, they're basically just getting, they basically deload the week before. So that way they're um, fresh and they can, they can push it, right? Whereas like when you're trying to build muscle and add muscle, like you the volumes you need to do are going to be a little bit higher. And so your fatigue is always going to be a little bit higher and you're not necessarily going to perform at your absolute best because fatigue is high. Right. But that's not the goal of building muscle. We're trying to add muscle and we're trying to basically, we're trying to accumulate fatigue. That's, that's kind of the goal there because you want to be able to do training volumes that tell your body to build more muscle. Um, and so that's kind of my, my thought there, uh, so with 531, I just think the volume is too low if you're trying to build muscle, if you're trying to just build max strength, which I said, if you're not powerlifting, I really don't see the point of it other than more of an ego thing of, hey, this is how much I can lift. Uh, maybe if you're going to go through like a low training volume period, uh, maybe you've been training really high volumes for hypertrophy or building muscle and you're like, you know what, I'm going to dial things back a little bit. I'm going to go lower volume. I think that could work for a phase or two. Um, but again, if you're trying to like build muscle, it's, it's gonna, uh, there's, there's much better ways to go about it than, than doing this program. Now for the one rep maxing, I am a, not a fan of one rep maxes whatsoever. Never have clients do them. I haven't done one in years. Um, again, if you're trying to like power lift, I, there's benefit to it, right? Um, because you do need to do that and you need to practice the skill of being able to do that. Um, and you need to see where you're at for powerlifting, right? Where you're trying to just lift as much weight as you can on one rep. Again, that's not going to be great for building muscle. So, uh, so with that, with one rep maxes, I'm not a fan of them. I don't have clients do them. And reason being is one, it's, it's a skill. Okay. So it's a skill where you need to be good at lifting in those rep ranges. And so there's, there's, it's a skill base to it. So you have to make sure that you're you make you have to make sure that your the skills there for it. You can't just randomly go and do a one rep max. Okay. Next, again, it it requires that you're in a low fatigue state. So you have to again plan ahead for this. You can't just go in and randomly do a one rep max because if you just randomly do it, your your fatigue's probably going to be higher. And so um, you're not going even even if you do your one rep max, you're not going to actually see what it actually is because you're going to be fatigued um, because a lot of people are like, Oh, well, I'll just kind of see where I'm at. And it's like, it's not actually going to tell you where you're at. So you're doing all these things and it's not even going to tell you where you're at. So what's the point? And you're taking time away from productive training for building muscle. When you do this, the next is the injury risk. I mean, again, it's max effort at heavy weights. And so that's going to be something that increases your injury risk. Right. So, so not only are you taking time away from 
building muscle, you're doing something that it's, if you just randomly do it, you're also going to be, so you're not going to be doing productive muscle building training. You're going to, um, you're going to increase your injury risk. And, um, it's not really actually going to like tell you anything at that point, unless you, you know, work up to that. So that's kind of my point there on with it. That's why I'm not a huge fan of one rep maxes or doing them, especially randomly. Um, but again, if you do like actually plan for one again, just realize that's going to be time away from, you know, building muscle and, and that's, what's really going to change your body. So uh, again, I feel like the one rep max, if you're not doing it for powerlifting, it's more of just a kind of ego thing. Uh, so yeah, so kind of my thoughts are on that. So last question of the day is, is creatine a good idea for my 13 year old? So I would say potentially here. So I'm going to bring up a few things for you to consider from a paper of the ISSN um, position stand on creatine supplementation and exercise. So, so what they found in this paper was that uh, they're, they're with creatine. So creatine monohydrates, typically the one that we're going to be looking at here with creatine, there's a ton of research to back it up, right? Um, it's great for strength and performance. Uh, there's potentially some cognitive benefits. Um, it can help with recovery, things like that. So I think creatine is a very solid um, supplement that most people should be taking just obviously for strength and uh, muscle development, but also the potential cognitive benefits that you could get from it. Um, and just overall health benefits from, from taking creatine. Um, Again, it's been researched plenty and plenty of times and it's, it's safe right now. The thing with this though, is there, uh, have been fewer studies done on adolescents. Okay. So, uh, but no study has shown creatine monohydrate to have adverse effects in children. Um, in fact, long-term creatine monohydrate supplementation has been used as, as an adjunctive therapy for a number of creatine synthesis deficiencies and neuromuscular disorders in children. Um, Clinical trials are also being conducted in children with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Um, however, as less is known about the effects of supplemental creatine on children and adolescents, it is the view of the ISSN that younger athletes should consider a creatine supplement only if the following conditions are met. One, the athlete is past puberty and is involved in serious slash competitive training that may benefit from creatine supplementation. The athlete is eating a well-balanced performance enhancing diet. So this is probably where you'll lose a lot of people with this, because it's like, okay, can they improve their diet? In most cases, from somebody that's like 13, probably. Uh, the athlete and his slash her parents understand the truth concerning the effects of creatine supplementation. The athlete's parents approve that their child takes supplemental creatine. Um, creatine supplementation can be supervised by the athlete's parents, trainers, coaches, and or physician. Quality supplements are pushed, and the athlete does not exceed recommended doses, which recommended dosage or I think anything around like five-ish grams. Um, don't quote me on that because I don't have the actual uh, number there, but um, I just wanted to kind of throw some things out uh, on that. Uh, but so basically what I kind of concluded here is it's, you know, for the person who's asking this, is it's based on those things I just went over. It's, it's ultimately up to you. You know, nothing's going to replace a good diet, recovery, and proper training strategies. You know, dial those in first and maybe in a year or two, I would consider it more. Um, so really, it, you know, you get to decide based on, on, on those things, if it, if you think it would be worth it. Um, like I said, it's been studied numerous amounts of times with again, showing benefits of strength and muscular development, um, benefits, but, and there's a lot of research on it in general, but 
there's not as much in children and adolescents. So, you know, but in the research that they have done, it hasn't shown really negative um, or adverse effects. So, you know, take all that with a grain of salt and then you ultimately decide if you think it's worth it or not. Again, I would start with probably the lowest amount um, that you think you could do and then, you know, potentially work your way up um, with it. So that's kind of, let me know if you guys have any questions. Those are the three questions for this week. I will be back next week. Um, This episode will be out in 2023. So I hope everybody had a great New Year's and hopefully we have a great 2023. Um, I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit JHHealth.net. See you next time.